Welcome to Prince Drive by Track presents Stephen Wonder Classics. Today we're going to be talking about You and I, parentheses, We Can Conquer the World. From the album Talking, released on the 28th of October 1972. The track is 4 minutes 39, and on there we have Stevie Wonder with a bunch of synthesizers. And joining me to talk about today is Daniel Ifland. Hi, Darren. Yeah, I mean, talking book, I've said this on the previous tracks, and I'll say it on future tracks. Uh, the first few tracks on this album, we have this kind of... Uh, seesaw between Stevie Wonder being married and Stevie Wonder <laughs> being divorced. Uh, so we start off with You Are the Sunshine of My Life, Stevie Wonder is married. And then we start off with Maybe Your Baby, done made some other plans, Stevie Wonder divorced. Um, and then we're back to Stevie Wonder here, I'm guessing being married, because it feels like the you and I in this is probably him and Sorita uh, and how they can conquer the world. Uh, the next track, yeah. we're back to some heartbreak, and so Stevie Wonder is once again divorced. Um, but I, I mean, I think like just the fact that it is only Stevie Wonder on this track. Um, I don't know. It's it's just kind of it's so amazing. Like it's really I mean, you know, obviously we've got the kind of, uh, you know, we've got the, the Moog bass and we've got the kind of piano under there. And then obviously we've got the I think it's the Tonto uh, providing like that kind of very kind of like warm string mm, sound. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and so we've got that. But then. On top of that, you've just got an amazing vocal performance from Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's, I, I, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of impossible without just telling people to just go listen to the track to kind of sum up how amazing the vocals are. Like starting out kind of with this, you know, um, you know, the kind of, also he's got like a, just a tiny bit of reverb on his voice. It's rare that Stevie Wonder goes in for vocal effects, but there's just a little bit of reverb on his voice. So when he starts out kind of in, a bit in his lower register with the, you know, here we are on earth together. And then by the time we get to the end of the song and he's just kind of like at the top of his lungs, kind of screaming, you and I, you and I, yeah. uh, you and I. And it's, uh, and it just like the song just kind of like gradually builds. Um, and it's just, it's kind of amazing because it's not, it's not really a song that like, I mean, it's not kind of really just telling a story. It's just kind of like a declaration of how, you know, how in love Stevie is with Sirita and how he feels, how strongly they are. And, you know, that, that together they can conquer the world. Although, of course, he, he does kind of clarify because he says, in my mind, we can conquer the world. So he's not, yeah. he's not kind of laying out any kind of like plans for, you know, invading any countries or anything. He's literally just kind of saying in, in my mind, we can conquer. Like he believes that together they're so strong that they can conquer the world. Um, and I, it's just, it's just kind of breathtaking to like, when you, when every time I listen to this song, it starts out kind of so kind of low key and quiet. Mm. And then by the time you get to the end, you just kind of swept away by like the performance. And it does have that very Stevie Wonder. He's a very straight, I find him a very straightforward lyricist, but never dull, which is a very hard thing to yeah. get right. And he, obviously that it's, it's such an incredible vocal performance that, that helps any song uh, <laughs> come alive. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's, he's, his lyrics are often very plain spoken, very straightforward. Even when he's doing his story songs, they're much more... Um, you know they're not lyrical in that sense of um of, of beautiful phrasing except for the ones that come from his voice but it always works i never i never find myself um especially in this era worried about how stevie is writing it's they're always gorgeous lyrics but they're often very straightforward yeah. and telling a pretty straightforward message and i think i think as well that like because stevie wonder is so talented because 
you know, he particularly during this particular mm. time, he is, you know, producing all the songs. He's playing the drums. He's playing three different synthesizers. He's, you know, playing the bass. He's doing harmonica. He's doing his backing vocals. <laughs> you know, he's doing the main vocals because he's doing so much. It's kind of overwhelming. And it's kind of like it, you then underestimate the one kind of thing, which is the songwriting. Like, you know, people I, like, hmm. you know, there are so many songs from this time period. I mean, he he also had quite a few co-writers during some of these yeah. albums as well. You know, obviously, Cyberita co-wrote yeah. a lot of stuff with him. Um, you know, Yvonne Wright co-wrote a few songs with him as well. Uh, this is obviously just all Stevie mm. Wonder. Nobody's co-writing anything. Um, and that's probably why the lyrics are so straightforward. But I, I like that it is kind of, you know, this this like, you know, here here we are on Earth together. It's you and I. God has made us fall in love. It's true. I've really found someone like you, mm. which is, you know, it, it, it's as straightforward as it gets. Uh, you know, a kind of declaration of love. And also, I mean, I'm not a religious person. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think I can kind of forgive Stevie Wonder for, like, invoking the idea that God has yeah. put these two people together. It, Even though by the time this album came out, that wasn't true. Yeah. And they were already <laughs> divorced. So, but that, you but know, you, but it's still... You can invoke God when that you know, when the, that sort of melody and vocal performance is coming out. There's uh, The idea of a higher power becomes uh, much more likely in my head than it did before I started hearing a Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> and just the kind of, you know, uh, you know, will it say the love you feel for me will it say that you will be by my side and i just i mean it's just the way he sings you know the by my side like just the the rhythm of the words as well is like mm. it's not it's not just that his vocal performance but it's the way that he kind of makes the words track and just this you know to see me through until my life is through and there's a, i mean you know uh, even though stevie did divorce Cyrita, you know very soon mm. before this album came out um they stayed friends for a number of years. Like mm. even after, like, you know, before this album came out, he, he produced an album for her um, in between doing another album in the same year. Um, and then like a couple of years after this, he produced another album, you know, Stevie Wonder presents Cyrita yeah. and she did backing vocals on the next couple of albums all, all the way through to like stuff in the eighties. She was still doing backing vocals for yeah. him and still singing with him. And he was still like, even some of the albums that she put out in like the eighties and stuff, he was still like, you know, playing on those albums for her and, you know, the odd song here and there kind of just, you know, popping in and doing a harmonica solo as he did in the 80s for pretty much anybody. <laughs> and it's not like he got divorced from her and he was, you know, it was like a acrimonious mm. divorce or anything. I think it was just they realized that they were maybe they were married too young and they weren't really meant to be together. But he still stayed close friends with her all the way up until her death. And so this this idea, like, if you hear this song and it's like, you know, will you be by my side, you know, until my life is through? It's like sadly she wasn't, you know, not just big, not just in the in the fact that they weren't married until you know one of them died, yeah, but just that she ended up dying before him. Mm. So it's there's kind of a, a little bit of a kind of sadness in if you if you kind of know that. But uh, I mean, at the same time, you know, I feel like anybody who is in love could have this as the song that they decide oh, to you know yeah. sing to their their their, their loved one. And the, the thing is, well, like interestingly, this was the wedding song of Michelle and Barack Obama. This was yep. what they had their first dance to. And it kind of it kind of fits with, you know, uh, like, I don't know, it, it, it's nice that basically the sentiment of them being together, um, you know, Cyrita and Stevie, I feel like that, you know, at least Michelle and Barack will probably achieve that. So, <laughs> so it, it's, it's nice, you know, it's nice that the sentiment in the song at least kind of fits with someone. But also, it you know, it, 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 it like kind of the, the level of love that's in this song, you know, that, that Stevie expressing. Um, you know, from what we've seen of the Obamas in public, I feel like it really works for them. Like you can imagine this, you know, you can imagine them at their wedding 
um, you know, dancing to this song. It just really kind of works. Um, Absolutely. You know. It's a, it's a, it's and, also, did you find it, um, considering I don't listen to talking book as much as I listen to Intervisions um, and some even earlier Stevie stuff, I, I've, I've got it. I just don't listen to it quite as much. This is really ingrained in my head. When I listen to it again, I'm like, I don't just know this song a little bit. I know this song. It's there. And it's, even though it's probably not have been a radio staple at any time in my life, it's always been around. It is, is sort of like the most, it's a very popular Stevie song for a song that's not as popular as some of his other songs. Like it's a, it's, it's, it's probably his, well, not his biggest ballad, but it is, is it is, it's probably his most gorgeous considering all the songs that he's written. And, it has an outsized impact, and I didn't, I didn't sort of realize that till I listened to it again. Just how common it is in in even today's world. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's been covered like a number of times yeah. by uh, you know a lot of different people, um, and even you know like uh, when when BET inducted you know Stevie Wonder, uh, they had Mariah Carey mm. sing it. Uh, she did a, an okay. Yeah, I thought like, obviously she's got she's you know she's got the voice, but it's still. Um, that low register. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been covered like, you know, a number of times by a number of different people. And, um, you know, uh, including most recently, George Michael uh, recorded it in 2011 for uh, Prince William and, and Kate Middleton when they got married. So yeah. um, like this, this kind of tradition of kind of recording it for, you know, having it as like people's kind of like first dances or whatever. I did look um, that up on, it, um, it has a tremendous Wikipedia yeah. page because um, it has the words um, MP3 solely, solely on MP3 as a gift. And it has Prince William and Catherine Middleton. None of this was I was aware of that George Michael had released this. And then just down the bottom, it says it had yeah. its world premiere on CNN Piers Morgan tonight. And I was like, man, that is that's a lot for three paragraphs in the middle of a Wikipedia for a Stevie Wonder song. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and, but I mean, and I think his version is quite good as mm. well. Obviously, he already kind of had a history of covering Stevie Wonder songs because he he you know did that version of As yeah. with um, Mary J. Blige. So you know, like, and and also he's you know George Michael's got a really good voice as well. So it's, it does. Uh, but yeah, like I, I mean, I liked Mariah Carey's version. Um, you know, I thought she, you know, she's got, I, I think the, the thing is obviously everyone kind of knows like all the whole whistle tone things that, that Mariah Carey does, but I think this is like a good opportunity for her to kind of show her range off. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and obviously Steve, Stevie Wonder's got like a good range as mm. well. So, you know, it's, it's, I mean, he's, he's less likely to kind of go up to, you know, like, um, falsetto and stuff, but he, you know, even when he gets to the end of this song and he's saying you and I, um, particularly like the final couple of UNIs, like that the eye goes really high up into his register, yeah. probably kind of some of the top notes that he can hit. Um, and it's, you know, just kind of, uh, I, I don't know, just such an amazing song. Um, and like I said, like, you know, I the kind of the hook of, you know, in my mind, we can conquer the world. It's like, um, I don't know, it's just like saying that to someone, like be, being like kind of knowing that you're that close to someone that you feel like the two of you are in this together yeah. and there's nobody else. It's like such a, it's a very specific, it feels like something that a 24 year old would write. And that's obviously, you know, that's, that's how old he was. And like, I, I don't, I don't think you get very many like 40 or 50 year olds being like, we can conquer the world. I think most of them are like, we can just about yeah, yeah. make it to brunch. Yeah. Um, we can, we can you know, survive like, those people that are trying to conquer the world. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. We can maybe get out of their way so they can just go off and, and do something and be out of our way for the day and just, you know, leave us alone. Yeah. He's not a long way wrong either, though, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> like, he was in the middle of talking book and then inner visions. It wasn't a, wasn't a long way from the truth. He was conquering the world with Cyrano at that exact time. And then, you know, the second verse, you know, this kind of like, I am glad at least in my life I found someone. Like, again, that that's kind of sentiment. 
that might not be for forever to see me through. So obviously, you know, he's maybe admitting that <laughs> they won't be together forever. Um, you know, but I found strength in you. I only pray that you have shown uh, you a brighter day because uh, that's all I'm living for. You see, hmm. don't worry what happens to me. So again, like, you know, he wants her to be there to the end, but at the same time, he's like, if if in if the, out of the two of them, he's the first one to go, then you know, don't worry about him. Hmm. Um, or the sentiment can be, if you're the first to go, don't, don't worry, worry about, about you. me. Like, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, I'll survive after you're gone. Don't worry about and me. And as you're saying, as a 24 year old, it's amazing. I mean, I'm sure this will come up over and over again in these podcasts. It just just say that Stevie Wonder was 24 when he wrote this, but he'd already had a whole career behind him and, and it's amazing at this point and he's he's in a career where he's being able to write talking book but he's just got so much behind him already that um like professionally and personally obviously it's, it's it has that world weariness of that age which is and i mean also you know yeah it's kind of remarkable that this is his 15th album yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know and this was and this was the second album he'd done in 72 yeah. and the third if you count cyrita's album so like you know like just just the kind of and then and then you know the fact that obviously you know he ended up winning um you know the grammy for you know best vocal performance um you know just like from this point on um you know from talking book through to songs in the in the key of life he just you know became such a kind of you know frequent grammy award winner Mm. um you know and just and 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 well deserved as well because you know it's so kind of accomplished and uh yeah it's i don't know just like like we say, this is like a very simple song and like the sentiment is just basically he's in love with someone. And, you know, I mean, the, the final part he says, you know, in my mind, you will always, you know, you will stay here always hmm? uh, in love, you and I. And it's like, you know, that's a nice sentiment. Obviously, we know it different. Hmm. But I, I, again, it's like it, it kind of in the moment of him writing this song, I can see how he would be swept away with this emotion and, you know, how, how kind of in love he, hmm. he was with uh Sirita, you know and i mean you know the previous two albums were kind of pretty much every song was about how much he was in yeah. love with Sirita. uh so you know it and and I, like we said like she he stayed friends with her like for many many years yeah. after this so it's not like it's not like his divorce stuff is the same as you know abba's divorce stuff yeah. you know abba's divorce stuff is pretty bitter yeah. and angry and or more recently, you know, an artist who seems to basically be doing a divorce album every other year is Ben Folds. And um, some of the some of the stuff on his, you know, on, on some of his kind of more recent albums, the kind of the songs get very bitter mm-hmm. and angry. And I don't think Stevie Wonder ever went in that direction. He was in the songs on this album where he he's broken up with Sirita. He feels more confused about why she's left him. Yeah than bitter or angry um and i think that's just because he was kind of so in love with her and yeah something that you you can just hear in this song just i think just even even if he was just like like humming and this was just a vocal performance was just him going la 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 for it the whole of this song i think you'd still get the emotion of how you know kind of in love he was it's always good to have Um, someone capture that feeling for you right i'm never going to be able to sing like stevie wonder or write those sort of lyrics or songs but i'm glad he did so that if i have that feeling or yeah. when i had that feeling he was able to capture it for me but i it's i don't know it's just it's one of those things where i mean i feel it goes without saying but you know five out of five i mean just, oh, yeah. um I, I think pretty much everything off this yeah, album yeah. is at least a five out of five um but yeah it's 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 kind of i think the only thing what's weird about talking book is like you know uh, the fact that after this song there is still at least 
I don't know two other love songs on yeah. here that are probably even more kind of emotional than this song. Yeah. Like this is kind of like him starting at a low level of emotion, and then there's you know a couple more songs mm. where he gets really emotional. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of crazy that like we we're starting kind of at a five and we end up going to a ten before <laughs> the end of the album. Like you know, it's it's kind of crazy that he's you know he he he, he like he manages to even get more emotional and be more in love than than he is on this track, yeah. but. Um, what I love about this is just the simplicity of it, like yeah. um, you know, and it, and it's something that obviously is also reflected in you know I believe as well. Another song with a lot of words in parentheses. Um, yeah, he's big you on know, that. That, that. I don't mind. Yeah, that <laughs> and that that's that song. That song is you know like um, that also is just Stevie Wonder by himself with you know a bunch of synthesizers. Mm. Um, so you, I I feel like when you get that, you do really kind of get the raw emotion of you know. I don't think like other people bring stevie wonder down or anything i'm not saying that but i think when it's just stevie wonder by himself in particular during this period you know it's kind of amazing what he kind of he's able to do without any kind of restraints Um, yeah and the work ethic of actually getting through it oh yeah 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 uh there was an artist who goes solely by the name of o'brien yeah it's a great name um, who covered this who covered this yeah who covered this song and not o'brien spelt the usual way with an i in there but o'brien with a y um and he he kind of had uh i don't know i'd say a minor career mm. um he's still going uh, to this day he, you know he took a, he took a, be- a brief break at the end of the 80s and kind of you know came back like a decade ago um but like his like this like his kind of big hit was a cover of you and yeah. i um you know uh, that kind of did really well uh, and I, I don't know it's really it's weird because obviously it's it's only like ten years after this song was released that the, that his that the O'Brien yeah. cover of You and I was done, and yet it kind of drains everything out of it that was like uniquely Stevie Wonder, and it just turns it into a kind of not I wouldn't say karaoke because that that feels like a bit too much yeah. harsh, but it turns it into like a really like it's so nineteen eighties yeah. the way that he kind of recorded it and kind of like he kind of took most of the kind of the rhythm of the words out and just kind of turned it into a more of a kind of straight cover. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting in terms of like a, giving it a listen, but it's, it's no more than like a two and a half, um, out of five, but yeah. you know, and, the, and, uh, I, I think that the, the, the George Michael version, you know, is a good cover as well. George Michael, obviously he's got a great voice. Um, he's also, you know, and he's also and so, a, um, like a Supreme cover artist. There was a time, and I'm sure you're aware of this in those, in the early nineties when I, uh, I, the airwaves were ruled by those two big covers that he did. Um, with Elton John and at the uh, Queen at Freddie Mercury's memorial concert before he after when he was having his uh, record company difficulties, he uh, he put out those two mon- they were monstrous hits. They were on they were on radio and video clip shows, uh, sort of on rotation for that that entire nineteen ninety two. Um, but and then he he obviously found that comforting and enjoyed it because he went back like you say as with as and and then with this song. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I think like the interesting thing is, um, you know, what, what, what very few people maybe realize about, um, uh, you know, George Michael uh, is he barely released any albums. Yeah, like, he did, he did like, like he was barely uh, there, but he was always around, even though he barely released any albums. Yeah, yeah. As like a solo artist, he only released like five albums, mm. really. Yeah. And and the funniest and the funniest thing is Stevie Wonder between <laughs> 1971 and 1976 released six albums. Yeah. So he did he released more albums in this period than 
George Michael did in his entire solo career. And that was after his own record company problems too, waiting out the Motown contract. <laughs> Although St- Stevie Wonder managed to resolve that pretty quickly yeah. because obviously Motown realised he, you know, was a genius. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't want to lose that. <laughs> it, was a good idea. Um, it was a good idea. But yeah, so... It, yeah, yeah, like, you know, I mean, you know, you don't want to lose Stevie mm. Wonder, like, um, uh, and I think even to this day, I think he's still on Tamla Motown. Mm. Um, so, you know, they've. All, I mean, he hasn't released an album in 12 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, no, 14 years now. He hasn't Has released it? an album uh. in 14 years. So, you know, it's, it's like 2000. It's, we've had, we basically started a brand new decade without Stevie Wonder releasing an album in the entire of this decade. Oh, uh, yeah. I forget to... If we get to the end of 2019, he, he hasn't released a, a, a song in this decade. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I th- the George Michael version is really good. I mean, George, like, the, I think people kind of underestimate George Michael's voice. Oh, yeah. Um, because, you know, at a certain point, he kind of started doing very breathy singing. And yeah. I, like, I don't know why. And, it, you know, if you listen to kind of his earlier stuff, you know, um, in particular stuff from like Listen Without Prejudice, his voice is so strong. That um, there's a bit in the Queen when he's at the Freddie Mercury concert where he's doing "Somebody to Love," and he turns around towards the end after the crowd's going crazy, and you just see Brian May just looks at him and gives him a real big sort of like smile. And I mean, he's not a genuine smile that often in concert, but he just gives him this big grin, and he's like, "Oh man, that's that was it. That was the one." Uh, I'd be very disappointed if there isn't a film about George Michael's life and it doesn't include a crossover with uh, Rami Malek as <laughs> Freddie Mercury and um, Taron Egerton as Elton John. Like, I feel like there's got to be some kind of... I feel like Taron Egerton and somebody playing George Michael have got to do an appearance at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, good lord. I, I feel like that's got to be... How f- yeah, it's got to be somewhere out there. How far are we going to go into that? Are we, like, is there going to be... A, there's going to be a Simon Le Bon one, then there'll be... Uh, I'm trying to think who else can that era... <laughs> can, you know, there'll be a human league. <laughs> I don't know if we keep going down the, the list of hits from the late 70s and early 80s. Well, they're already, they're already making a Boy George one. Oh, are they... <laughs> Boy George has been on. The, yeah. We're well off track here, but Boy George has been out here doing. Um, I think the Voice in Australia or one of the okay. singing competitions out here. He's the judge on it. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, you know, again, Boy George has got a wonderful voice. If you yeah. listen to the early stuff, I think yeah. you know he was a, he was a quite a strong singer. That's that you know that's what kind of sold Culture Club to people. Mm. Is, you know, his kind of really strong vocals. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I feel like we said pretty much all we can about yep. uh, you and I uh, conquering the world. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Daniel? Uh, I do not. Um, listen to all of Darren's uh, many podcasts in his empire. Um, you'll see me pop up there occasionally, very occasionally, years ago, but nothing from me. And you can follow us on Twitter at Steve by Wonder for this particular well, Thanks for welcoming my guest today, Daniel. Thanks, Dan. Otherwise, goodbye.